Oh, yeah. TGIF Let's Go Neighborhood. Sometimes you just gotta book some fantasy to plan out some wrestling, what you want it to be. This is By the Book. Come take a look. By the Book. Well, technically, you'll hear it. DC's just a fan laying out his plan. By the Book. To get you in the spirit. This is By the Book. So, hey, neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is By the Book. By the book. Shooby doo wop. Wada. Yeah. Welcome back to By the Book. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And this is episode 10 of season two of the Corona Cup, a.k.a. the Tournament of Nerdiness. I'm glad to see you spend some time. Thank you for inviting me into your whatever it is you're doing, whether it's a commute, whether it's exercise, whether it's uh, I become your meditation. That's an interesting choice, but uh, I've been told I have a soothing voice. I've been told I could host National Public Radio if I needed to. And so I welcome you wherever you choose to listen. I'm grateful for it. We are today on the docket going to tackle pages 19 and 20, which is funny because I'm open to page 29 and 30, which would make for an interesting thing had I not realized that and proceeded to do the wrong pages. I suppose no harm would have been done. It would have been slightly out of order. But if you know me, you would know I wouldn't like that. So Uh, As you all know, let's just make sure we're all on the same page. That would be 19 in our By the Book hymnals. Um, I have the first seed, the second seed, and the 16th seed for every page. Those teams are already determined. I then have teams that have been randomly assigned. Uh, They are currently redacted on my sheet. By the way, last night my wife and I watched The Breach, or I think it's just called Breach. I don't believe there's an article there, whether it's definite or indefinite. I didn't learn that lesson in school. Um, But Breach uh, from 2007 uh, about the arrest of Robert Hansen, perhaps the greatest spy in U.S. history, at least in terms of the amount of information on, they would say worst, probably a better term, um, the worst spy in U.S. history in terms of the amount of data uh, that he sold to foreign powers about the U.S. Um, Chris Cooper, Ryan Felipe, Laura Linney, I recommend it. If you get the chance, I believe it's free on Prime Video, uh, check it out. It was a good watch. Anywho... Uh, We have these teams. These things are redacted. I will admit uh, there is a team I accidentally saw in here. Um, I chose to be okay with that. Hopefully you're okay with that as well. And then, of course, we'll have a hot tag uh, later in the episode. I believe we are all caught up. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Quick sip of water. 
Delightful. Let's begin. Uh, the number one seed on page 19 is one of my favorite teams of all time. And I am very excited. I'm in October of 2000 on my quest. And I am just a few years away from this team's uh, debut, I believe. And that would be the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as Team Angle, uh, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. I love everything about that team. I love Charlie Haas. I enjoy Shelton Benjamin. I love that they were amateur wrestlers. I loved that it was kind of a version of the Varsity Club, but not quite. I'm, I'm just so happy to be able to watch that uh, in a bit. They are taking on the Armstrong brothers of Scott and Steve. Now, Jeremy did not send me any nasty emails um, or messages when he heard the prologue episode in which I chose the 16th seed teams, so he must be okay with this. It's not the Young Pistols or the Southern Boys or any of the other teams that Scott or Steve may have been a part of, so maybe he understands that this team were enhancement talents in the uh, WCW. So I don't think we need to belabor, uh, though who are we if not lovers, of belaboring uh, that the world's greatest tag team will get the win, so the Armstrongs will move into the constellations. I hope you don't hear. I'm realizing, you know, this is not the sturdiest desk, this corner desk that I inherited from my wife. She was using it, and she didn't need it anymore, and so I took it. Um, so it, it moves a bit when I write. I hope you don't hear that, and if you do, there's really nothing at this point that I'm willing to do about it, so hope you don't mind. So, World's Greatest Tag Team advances. We now turn to the uh, currently redacted, but soon you will know what teams that have been randomly chosen. Uh, I picked 13 teams for this page, randomized it a couple of different times, so we really don't know who we're going to get here. Our first team is... Da, 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 da. The Moondogs. Oddly enough, this is the team I saw. Uh, the Moondogs. Now, this technically is a team that existed primarily before the WrestleMania era. Usually the teams and talents that I choose are of the WrestleMania era, both because I'm more familiar with them and I believe the audience would be more familiar with them. Um, but I think most people at least have a general idea of the Moondogs. Uh, bearded men, they chewed on giant bones. They were, I wouldn't call them cavemen. I don't think I'd even call them dogs. They were just this sort of savage team, if I remember correctly. I'm looking it up now because we should probably, yeah, they were called Rex and Spot, so maybe they were dogs. Wrestling in frayed blue jeans, shaggy blonde hair, and carrying air animal bones around with them. The first one was uh, Lonnie Main became Moondog Main in the WWWF. And then, oh, he passed away. Well, that's sad. And then from there, we had Moondog Rex and Moondog King. Are they anyone of note? Doesn't seem like it every so often. They, oh, Randy Collie. That's a name that seems familiar. And to be a Moondog and your last name's Collie. That's interesting. Anyways, uh, the Moondogs are very... You know, it. I, I don't know that we can say that a team like The Hunt 
or the pit bulls were influenced by the moon dogs. They were not chewing on bones. They may have had dog collars, at least in the Kid Cash, Jamie Noble version of the pit bulls. I wonder if they're on this list. I've It's been so long that I've forgotten who's made the list and who hasn't. But I remember the new pit bulls of Jamie Noble and Kid Cash, which was just a weird, weird gimmick for those two. Um, but either way, Moondogs, you know, that's a team that there should be, again, WWE Network or when it moves to Peacock, uh, WWE Cock, uh, should be uh, a history. A, you know, a, a museum, an interactive virtual museum where if you want to learn about the Moondogs, you should be able to. But I digress. Who will the Moondogs be taking on? They will be taking on, <laughs> interesting, Doom. The Moon and Doom. Uh, Doom. Ron Simmons. Butch Reed. The recently passed Bush, Butch Reed. Uh, the recently featured on... WWE Network in the documentary on the APA, which was very good. Uh, Ron Simmons. Uh, they were masked. I don't think, again, we, oh, I have another one of those moments where I'm wondering if this team has come up again. Hold on, please. I hope I have not screwed this up. Legion of Doom. Doom. Okay, we're good. I don't believe we have totally messed this up. Um, so, you know, I, I can't tell maybe i was talking about butch reed that was why i was mentioning it the masks were so you know the the thing with masks early on was they revealed so much of the face that if you knew who these wrestlers were from previous territories or what have you you knew exactly who these people were so i feel like you know because at one point they were doom one and doom two but i think people knew who they were um they were partnered with woman for a while nancy Toffoloni. I don't think we call her Nancy Benoit, but um, they were a good team. I remember seeing them in PWI magazine and being interested, uh, and then they took the masks off. They won the NWA tag titles, if memory serves. So I think I got to give the win to Doom over the Moondogs. Uh, you know, they were a fun team to watch. A lot of supreme level of uh, athletic talent with the natural Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. All right. So we have Doom, and after Doom comes Eli Drake, a.k.a. L.A. Knight. You hear that, Jeremy? L.A. Knight. Let me talk to you. Uh, Eli Drake and James Storm, I believe, from the NWA. Uh, maybe they teamed in a different promotion as well. Um, I don't know much about this team. I did not watch a ton of NWA. I'm very glad to hear they're coming back. We need, you know, the more wrestling territories for people to watch, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but on paper, that's a good team. James Storm might be. I wonder if, you know, if we, if we talk about the greatest tag team wrestlers of the last 20 years, since 2000, would James Storm make the list? That's an interesting question. You know, Cesaro comes to mind. He's been on many different teams. Um, Sheamus may come to mind. He's been on at least a couple different teams. Bobby Roode, currently, uh, when I'm recording this, SmackDown Tag Champs, I think. So, you know, but I think James Storm would probably also make that cut. Interesting. Uh, but I can't say I know a ton about this team, so it'll be interesting to see who they face. And they're facing the Midnight Rockers. So before... You had do ka do do ka do 
God, dude. Oh, come on. Please tell me I'm not running low on another pen. Oh, there we go. I might have saved it. You know how sometimes you run out of ink and you got to shake the pen? I don't know if you can hear that shaking. I shook the pen. Hopefully we'll get through this episode. Um, before they were the Rockers in the WWF, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty were the Midnight Rockers in the AWA. So we have an interesting time travel AWA versus NWA matchup going on here. Uh, the Midnight Rockers were very good. And they were AWA tag champions, I want to say, on at least a couple of occasions. I think I got to give them the nod, if only because named teams tend to be unnamed teams on this these brackets. But yeah, I think I can give that to the Midnight Rockers, and I don't think I'm going to get a ton of complaints. That's a match, though. You know, it, I've always said, this is a slight tangent, um... You know, these wrestling video games where you have, you know, 50 slots for created wrestlers or you have, uh, you know, 36 slots for created wrestlers. I would love a game, and maybe this is Fire Pro Wrestling. In fact, I think I've had this conversation on Twitter before. I would love a game, save, you know, some of the other things you're putting in memory for. Give me, you know, 256 open spots for created wrestlers because you could you could do Eli Drake and James Storm versus the Midnight Rockers if you had the time to make all of those wrestlers like that would be a fun match to watch even simulated in a in a WWE 2K game if they ever make another one so i'm giving the win to the Midnight Rockers let's move on the Varsity Blondes now i know the Dirty Blondes and I know the Hollywood Blondes, at this moment in my head, I am failing to remember who the Bar Varsity Blondes are. Is it AEW? Oh, it's AEW. That's why I don't know who it is. I was like, is it an older team? Is it like... So, who... Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. No idea who that is. Uh, Griff... Let me see a picture of this now. Who the hell is Griff Garrison? Varsity Blondes. Oh, my goodness. That is not what I... Griff Garrison looks a bit like if Jungle Boy and Matt Riddle had a baby. Like, it's not a bad look, but I've never heard of uh, Griff Garrison before. Yeah, he looks like a like grown-up Jungle Boy. And then I do like Brian Pillman Jr. from watching him in M MLW. But again, I have never seen this team. The only thing I saw just now showed me they were 3-6 and six at some point, so that doesn't bode well. And the Varsity Blondes are taking on the Godwins. Oh, now let's talk about the Godwins. Henry O. and Phineas I., the Godwins. And I'm just going to write their name right there because... I love me some Godwins. I was this is early on in my days as a wrestling fan. The first couple of years, probably the time when I was really watching. I remember the slot match with Henry and Hunter, and then cousin Phineas shows up. He is um, just in love in that uh, noble, innocent, naive way with Sonny. I very much identified with that as a youngster. Um, 
you know, I'll, I'll save the talk of Southern justice either. I've already talked about it or I will talk about it. I think I've already talked about it. But I loved me some Godwins. They were hilarious. And they were great and a fun group. And then they turned heel and kind of changed the gimmick up a bit, started, stopped wearing shirts, wore the overalls. Um, you know, they were a good team. I was a fan of the Godwins. And so I am happy to let them win. And, you know, in the constellations, uh, you got L.A. Knight and James Storm taking on the Varsity Blondes, which is probably a pretty good match. Let's continue. Ah, the Hardy Boys. But, again, remember, we have different variations of the Hardy Boys. This is when they were the new brood. So Gangrel originally, the greatest theme music ever, one of the greatest entrances ever. And then he's got Edge and Christian. Well, eventually Edge and Christian separate, and so he then kind of adopts the Hardy Boys as the new brood. Very early on, pre-TLC, pre-Lita, obviously, this is, they are, they are half a step away from being tie-dyed jobbers. They're half a step away from being the Young Bucks. Not that the Young Bucks are jobbers, but they were dressed very much like the Young Bucks dress now. Uh, in their early days. So this is this is the Hardys we are talking about. And they are taking on the team of Chase Owens and Takahashi. I believe that is, again, the Tokyo um, godfather, we'll call him, Takahashi. I don't particularly care for either of them. I've just given up the ghost on staying current with New Japan. I honestly should cancel my subscription. Um I haven't watched, and I don't know that I will. Maybe this summer. I'll, uh, that's kind of where it comes from when I have all that extra time. I didn't think the Hardys uh, would win here just because it was so early, but that's a team that I can easily see them beating. So the Hardys get the win over Owens and Takahashi. I'm, I'm starting to get really excited for the Constellation rounds. I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to get very excited for the Constellations. Just throwing it out there. We've still got a ways to go before I get there, but I'm excited. Oh, this is another team that existed uh, pre-WrestleMania, and this is another team. Jeremy, what are you doing? Larry the Axe Henning and Harley Race. I'm guessing that's a team you put in this spreadsheet. Back when I was asking for help and you, I gave the spreadsheet out to a couple of people and said, please add any teams that you don't see. And you probably put this team down there and you didn't do a hot tag about it. You know, I understand. I can't, you, you, it would have been wrong of me to ask you to do 40 hot tags. Just like it would have been wrong for me to ask Glenn to do 40 hot tags or Brandon Banks to do, you know, any relevant hot tags. He did all teams I'm familiar with. He didn't pick any from my lost years, which was what I wanted him to do. And he denied me, Brandon. But so, you know, I, yeah, Larry Henning and Harley Race, I imagine they might win this, but I, I never seen them in a match. Maybe I have to look them up. I don't know. Either way, they are taking on. Oh, well, they are taking on the primetime players. Now, that is a legit tag team. Darren Young, Titus O'Neil. I think they won at least one tag team title. They existed for a while. You know, that's a legit team that I've seen. So let's go through the rules once again. 
that we have established during this tournament, low these 10 episodes. Team I've seen gets the edge over team I haven't seen. It's rule number one. Rule number two, named team has the edge over unnamed team. That's, that's two strikes against the team of Henning and Race. Um, yeah. You know, Abraham Washington or not, I, I think I got to go with the primetime players here. Maybe had there been a hot tag, maybe uh, Jeremy would have convinced me. But since there wasn't, I'm going only on the information. I don't want to spend this episode just Googling and looking this stuff up. So I'm going to go with the primetime players. Henning and Race obviously will beat Owens and Takahashi, so they're still alive in the constellations. Um, we have established that this will not be a delineation. Lose, the people who lose in their first match are not automatically banished to the bottom half of the seeding when we do whatever sort of seeding we're going to wind up doing with this. So they can still get as high as, honestly, probably as high as, you know, maybe third if we do it right. Or, you know, maybe in the top 50 teams, depending on how things work. And if I get a hot tag, just throwing it out there. Next up, head cheese. Oh, my goodness. First of all, let's talk about why would you name a food head cheese? It's not. Like, if I went to my school on Monday and I said to my students, what do you think head cheese is? You know, maybe they'd think it was earwax. Maybe they'd think it was, I don't know what they would think. But head cheese, if I am correct, is meat taken from the head of an animal and so, you know, cheeks, tongue, um, things of that nature, totally viable food, and then placed in an aspic or some sort of like gelatin sort of thing. And it is, you know, then sliced. You know, I, I'm looking it up now. It's a terrine. You know, I suppose meat jelly is not a better name, but head cheese is just misleading. Like I would eat head cheese if someone said, you know, if I was going to a fine uh, charcuterie place and they were like, you know, hey, we've got some head cheese. Would you like to try it? I would, absolutely. But the name doesn't do anything justice as opposed to the tag team, which is perfect for Al Snow and Steve Blackman. It is the perfect name for Al Snow with head and Steve Blackman, who the entire gimmick is that Al Snow is trying to get Steve Blackman to have a personality. It was an entertaining segment, and it was an entertaining tag team. They are taking, oh, oh. this is a great matchup on a lot of different fronts here. Uh, maybe one of my biggest omissions in terms of the number one and number two seeds, the Rock and Sock connection. Did they not make number one and number two seeds? Prob if they didn't, it's probably because uh, they weren't a team for very long. They weren't an established team for very long. But now we've got head cheese versus the Rock and Sock Connection. That's a Raw main event any day of the week, probably Mondays because that's when Raw was. But then you got Mankind and Al Snow. They're playing off of each other. 
uh, I, I, I can't in good conscience not give this to the Rock and Sock Connection, you know, but that's a match right there. That is a match. Our final matchup of this page, uh, the number two seed is the Colossal Connection, another team that, you know, well, I suppose they were at least champs for a while, uh, Andre the Giant and Haku. So, again, we haven't seen who the team is, but it's going to have to be an incredible team. I'm not sure that had the Rock and Sock Connection been dropped a spot and had been facing the Colossal Connection, I don't think they would have been able to beat him. So one of these days we're going to come across a team, if we haven't already, that's going to beat the number two seed. Will it be this one? Oh, probably not. But of all the teams to pick, this is a pretty good one. It's Show Miz. Not Showbo. Not Showbo. Showbo wins this whole tournament. This is Show Miz. Big Show and The Miz. Taking on Andre the Giant and Haku. So automatically, right away, you've got Andre. You've got Big Show. At one point, the Big Show was being billed as Andre's son. Didn't last very long, but it was part of the 95 storyline. You've got Miz and Haku. So Miz is going to be running in terror of Haku. And this is 80s Haku. This is an even scary tongue and death grip Haku. Now, this is tricky. This is a tricky one because that is a perfect team. You know, that beats Rock and Sock Connection because Show Miz... I'm now looking. I did, I'm, I'm interested in how long they were teams. That's going to play a role because, again, I've watched both of these teams, and they both have names. So none of those advantages exist. Uh, they won the Unified Tag Championship. They were featured at two pay-per-view events. So not a ton. Okay, that's good to know. January... 2010. We have uh, Napoleon Dynamite to thank for forming Show Miz as a tag team. And then they ended in, sorry, Extreme Rules, April. Okay. So only for like four months was Show Miz a team. That changes things depending on how long the Colossal Connection was a team. Do they have a Wikipedia page? They do. 1989 and 1990. And they were part of the Heenan family. That has to factor in. Um, teamed occasionally at house shows during formally joined. And this was because, yeah, Andre wasn't doing well health-wise. So Haku needed to um, kind of carry the load for that team. And the Brain Busters, who... Are they on the next page? I feel like they are. Hold on. I can't turn the page. No, that was page 30. <laughs> that was back when I was on the wrong page. Um, yeah, they won December. Okay. And they broke up. Oh, and they wrestled in Japan. Uh, no, that was Andre the Giant and Giant Papa. Okay. So actually, yeah, they ended in April as well. So... Only by a few months does the Colossal Connection have the advantage. Um, I'm going to give them the victory here. And the logic is, A, they were a team for slightly longer. 
And I think technically I have seen more of their matches, having watched Coliseum video, um, than Show Miz because 2010 was – I was planning a wedding in 2010. So I can't say that I was uh, really focused on wrestling at that time. The Miz continues to get hosed in this tournament. Last you know, Season one, he got hosed in terms of his seeds. Show Miz would have beaten – just scanning down the list. A good portion of the teams on this page. It just so happened that it wasn't going to be the Colossal Connection. So Miz continues to not get a lot of love. And I apologize to Mike the Miz and his family. I'm also sorry he lost the title. I thought he should have held it longer. I understand everybody loves Lashley. Now we've decided we love Lashley for some reason. And he's great, don't get me wrong. But I was hoping the Miz would have held it for a while. Either way, I digress. Let's move on. Uh, page 20 begins with <laughs> Jeremy's favorite team of all time, the new Midnight Express. Uh, Bodacious Barton, Bombastic Bob, or Bombastic Barton, Bodacious Bob, I don't remember. Oh, I should have made Jeremy do a hot tag just on this team. Uh, they're wrestling public enemy. Public Enemy is the number one seed in its ECW uh, iteration. They were a huge part of ECW's early years. Paul Heyman talks about it all the time, um, or at least talked about it seriously on that documentary, which was a great documentary. One of the better documentaries WWE has done, and that's saying something. Um, but yeah, the new Midnight Express, I thought it was silly. But I also liked, again, I'm a sucker for changing gimmicks. And that was certainly a change of the gimmick. And they were ridiculous and dumb and goofy. And I thought it was great. But I understand that people, Jeremy, hate it. And I don't blame them for it. Public Enemy gets the win. Not even going to, you know, pretend that they're not going to. Uh, New Midnight Express in the Constellations. Maybe they'll be able to defeat their opponents. Let's find out. Uh, team number one is, whoop, let's show Miz again. Where am I going? I'm pressing the wrong arrows. DX. Now, this is DX in the 2010s. This is not 90s DX. This is um, the DX that was actually more of a tag team. Um, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, 2010s, fighting the Spirit Squad, fighting the McMahon family. Maybe they could have been a number two seed, but there were a lot of really great teams. Uh, DX is facing the Young Pistols. Is that also Young Pistols? Is that Steve Armstrong's team against Steve Armstrong and Terry Smothers? I think so. Yeah, the Southern Boys. All right. I don't remember what happened to the Southern Boys, uh, but the Young Pistols have the unenviable task of taking on two multi-time Hall of Famers. Um, so again... Going to give that the win, you know, Steve Armstrong losing twice in this episode alone. My apologies to you. However, I do think the Young Pistols defeat the New Midnight Express. I don't even think I need a hot tag for that one. I think, I think that's just a given. Next up, uh, a TNA team, Crimson and Matt Morgan. I know Matt Morgan. I've seen Matt Morgan. I like Matt Morgan. I think I know what Crimson looks like, but I can't say I've ever watched him in a match. This is past my time in TNA, 
and they are taking on the Rhodes family, not Cody and Dustin. This is a father and son team of Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. And they will, of course, get the win over Crimson and Matt Morgan. Uh, I should go back and tell you, I forgot. Uh, here are the second round matchups for page 19. I usually give you a preview. World's Greatest Tag Team versus Doom. Awesome match. Midnight Rockers versus the Godwins. Intriguing match. The Hardys versus the Primetime Players. New Brood Hardys versus Primetime Players. Probably a fun match. Rock and Sock Connection versus... Rock and Sock Connection, yes. Rock and Sock Connection versus the Colossal Connection. That's going to be fun to think about. Great matches on page 19. Dusty and Dustin Rhodes defeat Crimson and Matt Morgan. They go to the Constellations. Next up... It's the hot tag. From Georgia, combined weight 452 pounds, ladies and gentlemen, the Universal Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, the Lightning Express. Tim Warner and Brad Armstrong formed the Lightning Express in the mid-80s during a time when several Express-themed teams began popping up around the country. Both men were exceptionally quick and agile, which was appropriate given the Lightning portion of their name. Warner and Armstrong were the epitome of hometown babyfaces and the sort of guys fans in the South wanted to see come out on top. They were able to capture the Tag Team Championship on two occasions and were mostly known for their never-say-die attitude and work in the ring, which was, at that time, a spectacle. It was innovative and was something you couldn't take your eyes off of. They were the team that didn't have to win to be loved, the embodiment of Southern work ethic, fighting to the end, and mullets. Mullets trying to sell me on mullets well all right the lightning express thank you jeremy for that hot tag lightning express tim horner sit in your corner little tim horner one of the great bobby heenan lines of all time and brad armstrong one of the great wrestlers of all time they will be taking on the rainbow express we have we have battles of connections on page 19 and battles of expresses on page 20. This is the team of Lenny Lane and Kiwi, a.k.a. Bruce, the Rainbow Express. Not a bad team. Both decent wrestlers, not a bad team. But yes, of course, we will give the win to the Lightning Express. Rainbow Express, not able to defeat the Mullets. Although, it should be said, Lenny Lane had some pretty nice hair. He looked a lot like Chris Jericho. Just, just saying. Next up, Dustin Rhodes appears on the bracket again, and this time he is teaming with one of Jeremy's favorites, Barry Windham, the team of Windham and Rhodes. Excellent team. Wish they had a name. They are taking on the Colognes, Carlito and Primo. Now, this would be a fantastic match. Carlito's very good. Primo's very good. Wyndham's amazing. Dustin Rhodes is amazing. I'm giving it to Wyndham and Rhodes. I don't think, you know, that's that's a hard one. Although I will say they had a best of seven series. It would probably come down to, you know, six or seven matches. It's not a one-sided battle. They would, they would do well together. That would be a fun match to watch. All right. Wyndham and Rhodes advances. Eminem. 
Again, a team I will be watching right now. Joey Mercury is an ECW team and with Christian York in the last months of ECW. It, it is very difficult to watch weekly ECW television right now because they just don't have the talent. They just don't have the talent. Raven just showed up in the WWF. Taz is in the WWF. Um, Guerrero, Jericho, they're all gone. You've got Tommy Dreamer. RVD's around-ish. You know, I'm excited for Roadkill. I'm excited for Simon Diamond, but Tajiri's still there technically, but there's not a ton of talent in ECW in late 2000, and they're literally just two or three months away uh, from folding. The last pay-per-view is January 2001, and then ECW's done. So Eminem, uh, Molina, Nitro, Mercury, taken on D'Lo and Mark Henry. Now, this is tricky because these are the two rules that we have established battling each other. Team I've seen beats team I haven't seen. Haven't watched a lot of Eminem. Have seen D'Lo and Mark Henry. But Eminem's got the name. Eminem's held more titles. Clearly, while I don't care for the team as much, I think we have to go with Eminem in that one. I don't think... I don't think we would be doing justice to that team and the nature of the tournament um, to go any further. Plus, that sets up an intriguing second-round match we'll talk about in a few minutes. I apologize if I'm rushing here. I'm realizing we're almost 40 minutes in. You don't want to hear me talking about this for hours on end. you got things to do. Your commute's over. You've done your workout. You've stared into the abyss long enough. Next up, the SAT, the Spanish announced team, Jose and Joel Maximo, or Joel Maximo. Um, Very good team. Ring of Honor, TNA, early days. Very good team. Didn't do a ton gimmick-wise, but very good athletes. Very good X-Division type stars. They are taking on the Allied Powers. Where's the Lex Luger documentary? Not the WCW. I want just about what happened in the WWF. He shows up as Narcissus, which then immediately turns into the Narcissist Lex Luger. So I want a story about how they thought they were going to call him Narcissus. You know, was that actually, was Bobby Heenan wrong? Or was that actually what you were going to call him? You weren't going to call him Lex Luger at all. You were just going to call him Narcissus. Then you have the Narcissist gimmick, which worked short term. It wasn't bad. Then how do you decide to turn him babyface, body slam Yokozuna on that battleship, and then go with the Lex Express? I want to know all about that decision-making. And then how do you not give him the title? He's made in the USA Lex Luger. That match, SummerSlam 96, yes, SummerSlam 95 was Diesel, or is it 94? It might have been 94. Yeah, because 96 by then, um, Michael's this champion. So SummerSlam 94. How does Lex Luger not win that title off of Yokozuna? What happened there? Like, you have a bus tour, you have all of this stuff, and then he wins at SummerSlam 94 by countout? What was that about? And now, now you know, he's you, you basically given up. So he, he loses that. You go through. He's taken on Ludwig Borga. He's got Yokozuna. They have the – it's him and Tatanka and the Steiners, Survivor Series 94. I can't believe I know all this. Um, but by 95, I think in 90 – is it – yeah, 95, he and Brett 
co-win the Royal Rumble, or was that also 94? I am getting my years confused. But either way, Lex Luger, because that was WrestleMania 10. Lex Luger never wins the title. And then now he's in the Allied Powers with the British Bulldog, and they're not winning titles either? I don't understand. You know, Lex Luger, not a great promo guy as far as I can tell. Great body. Decent wrestler. What happened? Was it an attitude thing? Were you going in the direction of Bret Hart? You know, um, what happened? I want to know. Uh, either way, again, I'm full of tangents today. I, I don't talk to people that much. Um, the Allied Powers beat the Spanish announce team. Our number two seed on this page is the Brothers of Destruction. Who, baby, Kane and The Undertaker. Again, I, did, I didn't think anyone would beat the Colossal Connection, and we came close with Showmiz. So let's see. Will this team be able to beat the Brothers of Destruction? No. No, they won't. Uh, it's the Time Splitters. So Alex Shelley and Kushida. Great team. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic team. Love that they had a chance to reunite in NXT, even if it was a one-time thing. But the Brothers of Destruction uh, completely mow down the time splitters and advance. Uh, so, our second round matchups for page 20. Public Enemy versus DX. Just fine. Just fine match. Dusty and Dustin Rhodes versus the Lightning Express. Probably a very good match. Wyndham and Rhodes versus Eminem. Probably the best match of this page, if not both pages. I don't know. World's Greatest Tag Team versus Doom would probably be pretty good. And then you've got the Allied Powers versus the Brothers of Destruction, which is a very intriguing match because Bulldog and Luger are both guys who can actually muscle Taker and Kane and throw them around a bit. <sighs> that was fun. This is I, I have such a good time. I, I don't know how many people are listening to this. I might be doing a podcast for three good friends. Maybe a handful more from the Bestie Chat. I might be doing this for ten people. And you know what? I don't care. And I've probably said this before, but I'm going to say it again because I really do mean it. I would be doing something like this anyways. Whether it would be in a video game, whether it would be uh, this notebook that I'm filling out and just not talking about it except in my head. Like, I love this stuff. And if you're enjoying any part of it, I can't tell you how happy that makes me. So thank you for joining me on episode 10 of season 2 of the Corona Cup. Uh, it's March, friends. We're coming up on about a year that I've been doing this. That's crazy. Um, you know, I think I started in end of March, so we got a couple more weeks, but I won't be done with the first round. You know, we'll hit the one year mark somewhere in the next two or three episodes, I'm guessing. What a crazy time this has been. And I get vaccinated in a couple days, hopefully. All right. This chapter is closed. Thank you for joining me. If you have comments, questions, arguments, you want to tell me off for not giving the win to a team of yours, email me. You know the email for the show. Tweet me at the DC Matthews. 
let me know. I, you know, I will eventually get to the point where people are going to be real mad, but I bet some of you are already kind of mad at me for some of the decisions I've made, and I drink it all up. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I will see you the next time we go by the book.